And welcome back test, to the test, Hey Eintracht one, two, Frankfurt podcast, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Europe, and the best club in the world for that matter. But we are a bit biased, as Brian says, and we all say, because we are. Um, I'm your host today, Nathan, and I am joined by Jason in Wisconsin. Jason, how's it going? Great. How you doing? Doing okay. This, the weather is nice in St. Louis, and I'm taking advantage of it. We also are joined, we have a third panelist today, Matt in New York. How are you doing? Could be better, man. Could be better. <sighs> Let me tell you. We've had a lot. We've uh, experienced that brutal loss over the weekend of Cone uh, thrashing us in their home stadium, hyped by the pre-carnival atmosphere. Um, they showed up. But before we get into that, I want to um, you know, talk about the passing of Helmut Sonny Sonnenberg. Um, he was a very important part of Eintracht Frankfurt. And if you did not see any stories about him or do not know who he is, um, I urge you to go and look him up. He's a very important part of Frankfurt culture. He was a survivor of the Holocaust and only started to tell his story recently. And um, he was a he was a good light to our club and um Really, I, I, I really appreciate him telling his story and bringing it to us and hope, sharing his joy of Frankfurt with us. I hope we end up enshrining like a gold chair for him somewhere in the stadium so that, you know, he has like a forever seat that no other Frankfurt fan could sit in, essentially. You know what I mean? I don't know what yeah. some other stadiums do that or maybe that's just an American tradition, but that definitely should be a, uh, a thing that the club should consider because... Like you said, his story is absolutely inspirational, you know. Like you said, definitely have to look up the story. It's not a lot long watch either. It's at least like a 10 to 15 minute video, but um, it's definitely incredible. It's, and it just shows how much this club is just more than just, a, you know, football, soccer club, you know, you name it. You know, it just there's so much more to people, you know, even it, it's more than a religion as well. So Sonny was one of those people that was able to, um, you know, express that, including, you know, what he has gone through. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I hope that they do that. That would be so, so wonderful. And uh, as we look forward to the Bremen match, um, I too look forward to uh, what the ultras will, will possibly do to honor him um in the stands so um so again um salute to sonny and uh yeah what we miss you um so let's move to uh also some crushing <laughs> topics it really set the Cullen tone versus eintrack i know yeah. i know <laughs> oh my god maybe it's Maybe it's just my personality, but this is the type of stuff. That no, I was just saying with the <laughs> passing of Sonny, I mean, it just, it was I just know. like, all right, here we go. Like, I would, it's about come, yeah. but it, what it goes up must come down, right? Right, right. So Eintracht was in Köln and I, and it was Köln three, Eintracht null. So I don't know. This game was, this game, we were coming in very hyped. 
very motivated. Um, and we ran into a wall with Cone, who over the past couple games has shown that they have a kind of at this point perfected like a physical presence and uh defensive um formation that you know they they tied Bayern in Frankfurt in in Munich so they they have a confidence going into this match to play the big boys to to take them up and 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 I think they're going to I think they're going to be a force to to watch during the the Rukrunda. Um what did you guys take away from this match? I um I just saw a a Frankfurt that just ran into a wall and I I I I'm frustrated by <laughs> by the result, but I'm I don't know. I don't like to take positives out of like losses so much because I, I do think we need to learn. But I think this is a good moment, but it's not a good place to be in um, considering the time, the date we are in the schedule and how in like wh- where we want to be at the end of the season. Um, I, I, so, yeah, before we, I guess, analyze it. So what did you guys take away from the uh, the game? Is there any things that you saw in the match that caught your attention set pieces <laughs> two, I think two, two of the three goals that cone scored were off of set pieces. Um, mm. and then that third goal, which I think was actually the second goal, but the, the, was, you know, on a counterattack, and, you know, um, his was the last man and, and did what he could, Oof. but then got turned around and then tripped up Knauf and, and, you know, Trap made a great save, but then eventually the ball still went in. But set pieces, set pieces, set pieces, um, which is especially going to be important coming up against Bremen because Bremen are pretty good um, in the league when it comes to set pieces. Yes, they are. <laughs> I mean, we were do boys. I mean, we've we've had a long, good long run. You know, I mean. We, we've had a good long run for the past, you know, couple months or so. And, I mean, it was definitely just time. I thought it was honestly going to be against Darmstadt, even against Hatsap, just because I feel like we do that all the time against Hatsap. But I, oh, I yeah. really had no idea about, you know, Cone's, like, defensive presence. I mean, they've only, con- they've only conceded one goal so far this year, you know, and that was against Bayern out of mm-hmm. all teams. I'm sorry, two. The other one's against Red Bremen, but they were smacking them 7-1. So... I, I mean, it showed during the game, and I mean, we were just not in it at the same time. And I don't know whether it was because, you know, we just couldn't get through the the uh, uh, get through Cone's defense. You know, Kolomani didn't seem too comfortable. It seemed like they kept double teaming him because he, I feel I felt like he was also hugging the left side a little bit more. It wasn't as dynamic or as um, what's the word? I guess creative with the other players. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I figured Lindstrom would at least get in uh, a little bit. He didn't have that great of a game, and I mean, it was physical as hell too. I mean, we had early yellow cards that kind of made us sit back a little bit more. And then, I mean, like you said, Jason, when Haseba tripped up on that third goal or, you know, tripped himself up on the third goal, tripping up at Knauf. And I mean, it was just a cloud show towards the end of the day. But I mean, <laughs> this is the diva. You know, we were definitely doing this. But like to kind of spin zone this, you know, the fact that we are complaining about this compared to like saying, oh, you know, it's just another day. You know, it's just another Bundesliga play. 
kind of shows how far how far we've come from just like you know four or five years ago, which is you know nuts to say that we're mad about this, but then you know you got to put it back in retrospect. Like if we want to be continue staying with the top dogs, you know we can't be sitting in sixth place right now. That's just yeah. just doesn't work that way. Yeah, 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 definitely a missed opportunity to go up to I think it would have been fourth place. You know, just ahead of Freiburg had we won the match. So, but I mean. Cohn did a nice job of, of shutting down because you're right. I mean, the past couple of matches are, I mean, we've been on fire. So. Yeah. I feel like f- from my perspective, watching, especially the first half, we were much more cohesive in the first half than the second half. Um, um, Lindstrom has had his chances to have that beautiful pass to, Kolomoani or whoever's in the middle um, and score an easy goal. And he just blew a tire or something. I don't like, it's just, how do you pass that poorly? so it's, I'm being critical of him, but I'm actually positive because I feel like we were in this game despite the score. (laughs) I mean, Um, the first first half we were dominant. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Like, I think once, if if Lindstrom made that pass to Kolomwani would be a completely different story, you know? But Mm -hmm. I think once we saw that early in the game, like, I mean, I was I was in the middle of my commute, so like I had a, a you know in front of me and stuff like that, and I kind of just looked out the window for like the next twenty minutes because I like I knew what was kind of coming, but like you know the commentators are getting excited on some certain things, you know we were doing some fun things. I mean, Gutsu Gutsu kind of played out of his mind, you know he was getting into getting into cone plays faces, you know he was you know getting into mm-hmm. tackles, like he definitely deserved he definitely was probably man of the match for us, but I mean. Oh man, it was just the Lana Shadiva just ended up showing up and like kind of took <laughs> over. But like, I don't want to take away credit from Cohen because Cohen did play an absolutely clinical defensive game, for, um, you know, all the way through. But like, our defense is also just getting trashed. And I think maybe there was a little bit of fatigue played involved because we literally only made two changes from the Darmstadt game in midweek. So I can definitely, I can mm-hmm. definitely see us going with a much lighter lineup come Bremen on Saturday. Um, but I mean, I don't know if fatigue was a part of it. I mean, Max played like shit, honestly, no, no disrespect. I mean, but it was just, oh, it was just, I mean, we were due, you know, I, I think in my perspective, I knew we were due. It was just, I didn't think it was going to be a three, nothing thrashing. I would honestly call it, especially in that second half where we were non-existent. Yeah. Yeah, that's what makes it so frustrating is <laughs> we were we were absent in the second half, which uh, is one thing. But then just to get absolutely belted and lose that point differential uh, momentum that we were getting is is super frustrating. I got to um, ask you guys something and mm-hmm. I don't want to I'm and I do not want to, you know, stir the pot here. Anything like that. Should we be worried about Kevin Trapp right now? Because he, I mean, he did make a great save. Get, don't get me wrong, and you know he's still the best keeper in the world. But is he slipping a little bit? I don't think five so. goals in two think, games. Nah, I don't. I, I, I think this is a blip. Um, I think in this case here, I think the the schedule that we've had for the past couple of weeks, you know, and you know, I think having the. The, the center back situation, they're playing with the three back. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be too worried. 
Yeah, the the way I position it is he's I mean, we're 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 going through some growth some growth and some changes in the defense and um there's some power dynamics there that haven't uh, haven't been there in a while or the, the power dynamics are changing. So I think it's more due to the <laughs> the, the change of the guard. Yeah, I mean, Indica did not play a good game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I know. I just I just feel like we. I mean, look, we've we we have not had the best defense in the past year and a half or so. Even when Indica was at his True. best, you know, we just haven't been there totally fine. And maybe that's just because it's the three back system, um, or or something or something like that in sort of sense. But. You know, I feel like we didn't talk about it that much because Kevin Trapp made these sort of save, saves to get out of those defensive like mishaps and stuff like that. And I feel like these past two games haven't really been there. Although in Hatta, he did stand on his head, you know, but I think I'm just trying to get some sort of headlines here to grab. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fair. I mean, it's a fair judgment because that whole entire defense, including him, just did not. He. You know, he made. I that just save, don't remember five but, goals conceded in two games. You know, right, that's just all I'm right. saying. Like that's that's a lot. Well, and I think you, that highlights have, the need that we have to pick up. A, you know, I would say hopefully two center backs in the off season and in, in you know in the summer because we just we need it. Yeah, and Dika just signed to Barcelona apparently. Yeah. Yep. Verbal agreement. Yeah, so that's the supposed the supposed verbal agreement with Evan Indica and Barcelona that still has to go through some sort of formal approval on the Barcelona side before it's accepted. So I hope uh, you know I I hope he doesn't get his comeuppance, but somewhat I do. Like I hope they're like, oh no, actually turns out. <laughs> <laughs> well, they pro- uh, let's hope they are able to sign them up. Let's look like the Spanish FA just be like, nope, sorry, you you still owe us a couple trillion dollars. <laughs> right. I mean, they're they're in some more trouble recently. I think today it came out that um, some official was they're paying some officials company a couple million dollars. And he was a referee at the time in La Liga. Um, that's a whole scandal. But we don't need to get into that. We're not doing La Liga. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so we move into the table. And as you said, uh, Jason Cohn's moving up. Uh, they're now in 11th, um, passing, f- passing Mainz, um, at the 11th spot for 20. I guess they're tied on points, but, um, oh, wait, are they? Yeah. They're tied on tied points, on but point. it's the goal differential. And really that race there between Bruce, you Gladbach, Cohn and Mainz is really close. Even the goal differentials are close. It's tight, yeah. Uh, and Gladbach, Gladbach really shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, Gladbach, yeah. It's, something's going on there. Because it wasn't a 4-1 yeah. game. It was a 2-1 game because I remember betting on it and being really mad about it. But it, it, by <laughs> all means, it was not a 4-1 game. Um, what I'm kind of amazed about is the Hoffenheim and Stuttgart just absolute tanking right now. It's um, I, They haven't won a game in... God knows how long, and it's it's getting bad. And granted, Stuttgart lost, lost, lost a lot of people in the January transfer window, but it is a nosedive, fellas. It's it's a difficult it's a difficult position for those clubs to be in because they know at one point at one at one time they know kind of like the Hoffenheims of the world. I guess they're right at the bottom, but they, I, I I wonder if they feel like a certain comfort that. 
there are two clubs that are 100% going down um, in Stuttgart and Schalke. But, you know, there's still competition at the bottom of the relegation in the relegation form. So we still got a lot of games to play. Um, what surprises me, I mean, Gladbach, I think people predicted them to be a lot better than they are this year. And they're they're floundering with Farca far more than people expected. Um, yeah, but it's interesting. Got all this changing. Um, did Leipzig, Leipzig lost to Union, right? Correct? Yep. Union is yeah, that's- still still the Cinderella story right now. Staying behind Bayern, mighty tight, you know. I mean, Dortmund is kind of staying up there too. I mean, right now it's definitely a three-way title race. Maybe if you would have, fr- have thrown Freiburg in there, but they haven't been, you know, as consistent as recently. But, mm-hmm. I mean, add off to Union, man. The Cinderella story continues with these guys, especially with the beating against Leipzig. Yeah, their, their schedule is a lot freer because they're um- – out of Europe, they are. I think uh, they are. They still in Pokal? I don't believe they are. I don't think so either. Uh, um, so they they can focus on the Bundesliga solely and and maybe take a stab at it. I I love this year for the first time since I've been what uh, like actively watching the Bundesliga since 2013. Um, there's a there's a tinge of a title race. (laughs) It's so awesome. Super cool. I, I, I'm rooting for Freiburg. I'm rooting for Berlin. I'm rooting for Union and, uh, you know, even Dortmund I'm kind of rooting for, but I also half expect them to, to eat it at some point. Um, I'm I'm very happy that Wolfsburg is also kind of cooling off a little bit with Niko Kovac because they were having a scary, scary storm by like, you know, beating teams 5-0 and 6-0 and being on like this five-game winning streak. Now being winless in their last three and us being five points away from seventh place, which is obviously, you know, the first spot of a non-European spot. Um, definitely gives me a little comfort that we can continue in, in, in the European stage. Obviously, our you know goals are to stay in the Champions League, you know. And but I mean, you know, I, I can totally see us, you know, hitting sixth place and then you know just winning Champions League and playing Champions League that way again. But who knows? Who knows? Well, I think the, the, <laughs> the upcoming matches will definitely be telling because after this week, after Bremen, we've got Leipzig, and if Christopher Onkunku is back, that could be an interesting match. And then right after that is Wolfsburg. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's where the boys are separated from the men at that point. Yeah, so it's yes. going to be a good three weeks here, um, especially with, as you said, the Champions League coming up also. Yeah, the Champions League is rearing its head after Werder Bremen, um, which we will chat about next uh, podcast after the Bremen match. Um, but yeah, great, great kind of tie in there. Um, Jason, so next match we will be facing Bremen and uh but before we get into that the preview for that and the Frauen um we will get into what we what are we drinking and I kind of got a tip off Jason from what you what you were drinking tonight but I'd like to hear it in hear it in person what you, what you got It's Trapel Carmelite it is probably my favorite beer in the world. It's a Belgian triple, and it is, it's delightful. Um, and I brought it out tonight because school is already canceled for tomorrow, which means I don't have to work. 
So we're bringing out the heavy hitters. The best. <laughs> Celebrating a, a day yep. off. Yes. Yep. <laughs> what you got, Matt? Just drinking water, but I did have earlier, I was at a uh, a funky mini golf place here in the city through my company. I did have this old fashioned called like the swingers play or something like that. So hmm. that was pretty good. I'll have to look that up. I do dig an old fashioned every now and then. So, f- so me, I am, uh, uh, I'm not drinking today, uh, alcohol. Um, so usually on a weekday, I try to steer clear of that. Um, but if Good there was you. a day off tomorrow, like Jason, I would be totally doing that. <laughs> uh, so I'm having a, uh, a Zevia ginger root beer, um, it's a sugar-free root beer. It's actually pretty good. I it's shocking. I saw it on the grocery store shelves, so I picked it up, and uh, it's much better than any other quote-unquote diet beer that I've had. So um, I do dig a root beer. And also, you know, ginger, what we should so. start pitching to Brian about what are we drinking. <laughs> we should just get like something crazy going on. Be like, yeah, I'm just drinking this bottle of honey, or nope, just <laughs> this like cup of sugar. <laughs> Or, you know, something like that. I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Throw him a curveball. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start thinking of some things. Maybe I'll be, like, I'll be the guinea pig on that one. All right. As, we, as, as you tinker through that, we'll take a break and be right back with segment two. Stay with us. Prost. We are back. Um, short break. I have, I do have, I do, I'm also drinking tea right now to stay awake because I am terrible at night with uh, keeping my eyes open. Um, so we're back. And this segment is all about the Frauen. The Frauen have had a clear chance at a title race or a Champions League spot for the past, I don't know, like half this season. They're, they've been pretty good, but. Um, as we all know from the last episode, uh, they had to go and face Bayern in Munich last week. Bayern on the Frauen side is just as menacing as Bayern on the men's side of things. That club has things taken care of when it comes to a winning ethos, um, whether we like it or not. <laughs> um, and this particular match this past weekend, uh, the Eintracht Frankfurt Frauen lost to Bayern Munich two to one. And I don't think any of us on this podcast were available to watch the match um, this time around. Um, I don't have access to it at all. So I rely it makes on no uh, sense. replays. Yeah, it's really stupid. And um, everyone voiced their opinions about uh, televising those internationally so that everyone can watch them because if they were there, I'd watch them. Period. <laughs> you know, this is my team. Frankfurt's my team, so I'll watch any of them, any of the teams that they will allow me to watch. Um, 
So we have a match um, recap from Chris and Brian. And basically they said that uh, we were just not able to counter or we couldn't handle the counter of Bayern. And, um, uh, you know, we were in a position to steal second place um, and we we just we just don't. And now and now it's going to be very difficult considering our schedule to uh, climb into a spot that that we want to be in for this for this next year. Um, but, you know, there's still hope. This team is pretty, pretty good. They're, you know, not the two or th- first place or second place team in the league. Um, but these teams, uh, Bayern and um, who's the other one? Wolfsburg? Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg. Yeah. If they... Uh, they drop any points. We need to be we need to be there with the W's to pick up that slack. So, um, yeah, I I am excited. In at the end of March on the thirty first, I will be seeing my first Frauen match in person, and um, I got I got a little bit of a welcome from one of the uh, ultras in the in the Frauen sphere to tell me to drop by and. And they'll uh, give me a hearty welcome, so I'm super awesome. excited to to watch a team. Yeah, yeah, hell so yeah! <laughs> we gotta make sure so you bring excited. them, give them some stickers and coasters and stuff like that. Hell yeah, yeah! Got to do that exchange. That's something that we want to do here too. Is this in an exchange? It's been in like the percolator a little bit and on the backside that we want to start doing a ticket exchange amongst fans. Uh, that I think that'd be that'd be awesome. We need to plaster everywhere with everything. <laughs> show what, <laughs> show what our team is and how big our audience is. Um, all right. So the Frauen return to action. They they actually have an international break right now, and they return to action on March third. So yeah, I I kind of went on a long bloviated uh, tangent or rant there. Uh, via Chris and Brian, but do you got, do you all have any points, uh, Jason, about Bayern or uh, the Frauen and where they are and where they sit? I don't. Uh, I think uh, Brian and Chris covered it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt. All right, <laughs> I'll take the <laughs> silence as a cue to move on. So yeah. Frauen face Freiburg on March third. That'll be the next match. They they do stand the to have the edge in that match, um, hosting from home. So uh, we will be rooting for them. And again, um, as Chris always says, um, if anybody finds a link uh, and and a, and a way to watch the matches, the Frauen matches, please let us know. Every everyone uh, will benefit from your knowledge. So, um, all right. So moving on to Bremen. So Eintracht Frankfurt face uh, hosts Bremen at Waldstadion on Saturday, and it's in the twelve thirty Eastern spot, um, which leads me to assume that time change is on the around the corner. I believe. I thought that was supposed that's to how stop. Math works. I thought yeah. that was supposed to stop. I guess not. Yeah, so yeah, the top spiel game was eleven thirty last week, and now it's twelve thirty next this oh, this coming week. So interesting. Um, I don't know. This could be a scheduling thing or whatever, but um, yeah. So Bremen ha- is kind of, uh, they, you know, they came up this year, and they've had a middling season. They've actually been more successful than most people would have given them credit for. Um, 
this past season. And I believe in the last three games, they are, uh, they've lost three of three of two. Is that what it? Yeah, so they lost to Dortmund two nothing, and then they beat Stuttgart two nothing, beat Wolfsburg, and then they lost to Union Köln, barely beat Schalke um, so far this season. So they are interesting right now so far in the Rückrunde. But I mean, you know, putting up a two one, you know, loss to Union is definitely a, a good result. Um, it yeah. You know, it's, it seems like they're only losing to, you know, top teams right now. You know, I'm not, I don't know if the Cone thrashing would be considered a top team, but they were definitely thrashed like they were a top team. So, I mean, look, it's, it's all about us, right? I feel like that's at this, yeah. we're at the point in the season where, you know, I'm not too worried about other teams right now, unless uh, obviously it's a Dortmund or I do, no, we don't, do we play Leipzig still? Yeah, we do still play Leipzig. Yes. Um, after, away. after Bremen. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Fun time. So it's it's definitely going to be the easiest match for the next round of matches. And I don't even think we're going to have the a remotely close sort of lineup for this game. I mean, I can see us doing three, four, five changes. You know, I don't I don't see Haseba starting whatsoever. Um, I probably see Smolchich back in there. Tuta probably won't even start. Um, maybe we'll do a four in the back and kind of see how that works out. I can see Timothy Chandler getting a start. That'd be kind of fun. Um, or even maybe Christopher Lentz. But I feel like we're just kind of reserving him just in, just because, you know, if he plays a 90-minute game, he has an, he has an 80% chance of getting injured. So <laughs> it's going to be – It's it, we're definitely going to have a different lineup. So it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, we definitely have the – bonus of playing at home so at least we'll have that in the back of our mind and you know the fact that it's quote-unquote a night game for them will definitely be a little bit more exciting because everything's better under the lights but i'm more about more worried about us guys yes same here jason what is what is your take on on this match coming up what Um, do you think the formation is going to be yeah, I think we'll definitely see some changes just because we also have to be thinking ahead to the match against Napoli. And Napoli actually play Friday. Um, so they're going to have an extra day of rest. So that's going to be on the, you know, on the minds of the of the staff. That's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa, um, I did not know this. What? <laughs> yep, they play Friday. Um, the other thing that also, you know, when it comes to Bremen is, number one, well, so first of all, Mitchell Weiser is out for the match. Um, he's been one of their big playmakers all season. He's out for the upcoming match, which bodes well for us. Um, yeah. You know, of course, we got to watch for Nicholas Fulkrug, so I would expect somebody to be for marking sure. Fulkrug. Um, but the other thing is that, you know, Bremen actually allow a lot of shots on goal. I mean, Pavlenka has the third highest amount of saves in the Bundesliga, but that just means that they're allowing a lot of shots. So when you've got a, a kind of a high-powered offense like we do, I think that there's some possibility for us to to put a couple in the net. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of I'm sharing your sharing your thoughts on that. I I I I, I because of what full Krug can do on the pitch. I'm more inclined to say they, say they run out Hasebe and have him 
marked the entire match by Hasebe. <laughs> Hasebe's and not starting. He's not starting. You don't There's think? no shot. No <laughs> way. You don't if, think? If he starts, you really think we're to start Smolcic or even Jakic as a center back back there? Although I do think Jakic would be a perfect center back against an Italian team and frustrate the hell out of them. Actually. Oh, yeah. That's going to be my point for next episode. I'm going to mark that down. Jakic. <laughs> This is where I wish we had. uh, I I wish that we had Hinteregger to mark somebody like Fulkrug. Oh my gosh, that would be perfect. Just two goals going at it. (laughs) Right, I agree. But Ah. Hasib is not starting, guys. There's no way. I I I don't think he physically can. And if if we do start him, he's out there in a wheelchair. Yeah. the The real question with Hasib is whether he can do 60 minutes in any match. So, um, I you know, I think you're probably right, but uh. I mean, I guess you could throw Tuta in the middle and see how that works. He's got to well. grow in that position, that's for sure. Right. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually rather see Tuta facing full Krug than anybody else, to be honest. Um, yeah. I. <laughs> what? What other? What? I mean, the the prospect of Napoli is the whole match. So I, my concern is that this will be overshadowed the entire game. Um, and they won't put enough uh, focus onto it. So I'm hoping, you know, I trust in OG and his his build up. Make this match important because because every match matters now. Uh, oh, Bundesliga! If we want, this is still what's that? Still, definitely an important match. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, I mean, I still expect like you know, if Bore starts over Colomani, I expect Bore to go be up there and start scoring. You know, if if uh, yeah. what's his name, Lucas Alaro even goes up there, Ranska Knauf ends up starting. You know, I do expect these guys to you know do a lot of you know do a lot of things. Um, I do see Philip Max continuing to start just so he can kind of continue in the rhythm and stuff like that with the new team. Um, I mean, Kevin Trapp is obviously going to continue starting. Like, I mean, I'm I'm obviously kind of being drastic here in terms of the changes we're going to make. But like, the, if I if I if I were to give you my like lineup prediction right here in terms of who's going to be on our bench um, from our usual starting lineup, I think Kolomani is going to be on the bench. I think Guts is going to be on bench. I think Hasebe is not even going to be on the bench. I think he's going to be in the <laughs> owner's box. Um, and I think uh, Lindstrom is also going to be on the bench as well. So, you know, that gets room for Bore, Knauf, Rode, maybe Alario, I don't even know, or Jakic rather, and then, you know, Smoltich back there as well. So it's – those would be my, like, I guess, predictions on the lineup. Yeah. Jason, you have any other uh, – any thoughts on the lineup or we want to move into predictions? Um, no, I think that's good. Yeah, I, I do think I I don't I I as Kolomwani in his age, I don't think we're going to sit on him ever. I think we're starting him anytime we can. And he, he'll be ready for Napoli if he plays against Bremen. I, I, I just we can't we have to let that Roman candle out and just let him, let him go, you know, light him up, let him go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand that. Like he, keeping the momentum going, I can definitely, I'll get behind that for sure. Yeah. He's, he, he you can't, you can't contain that guy. <laughs> you got to let him go. <laughs> Bundesliga player of the year, uh, man. We've been calling it since week two. Oh my gosh. He's so good. And we are, this is, this is fantastic season to, to watch unfold. And, um, so I'm going to start the predictions on this one. Um, 
I'm going to say at home we we route them. We're going to we're it'll be a 3-1 victory. Um Kolomwani in a brace. Uh Jason, what do you think? I also was going to go with 3-1, um but I didn't have Mwani with a brace. I thought it would be a little bit more mm. spread out. Um and I also thought that there might be some resting. So, but I agree with you as far as the score 3-1. Okay. Matt. I love I love the optimism, boys. I definitely do. I mean, last episode, I did not want to predict a loss because I do not predict losses on this podcast. I'd only predict the ties or a win. Clearly, that wasn't right. But I'm going to ride your opti- optimism train here, guys. Although all of the substitutions and stuff like that, I don't think Vader Bremen are going to going to, you know, come out of this with a win, you know. I mean, I can see us a draw, but I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to also join you guys with the 3-1 win because I think Bora is going to get hot. Ooh. I like that. Yeah. I like both your thoughts. Let's <laughs> let's let's do it all. Like have everybody have you know, have everybody score. That's that's good. <laughs> we have the rare quorum of uh <laughs> of a a prediction here on this podcast outside of Chris, who who sent us his prediction out in WhatsApp land. Two, two is his prediction. He's predicting the draw in Frankfurt against Bremen. The fish. He really thinks that I'm not, I'm not with him on that, but uh, let's hope he's wrong. Um, I, was, I was just going to look up the previous scores here quickly, but I don't think Bremen have beaten us oh yeah so in 20 2020 they tied us 1-1 um and then we beat them to nothing in the earlier wait what okay i'm just gonna shut up because i'm confused <laughs> it has been a minute since we played uh uh bremen in the season before this so um i'll give you the <laughs> the confusion because i am confused as well um down with a fish that's all i have to say um i won't use brian's uh uh phrase every time we play bremen but (laughs) uh down with the fish all right so um you guys have any uh wrapping thoughts or um any uh uh teasers for the napoli match that you guys want to talk about well i I'll save the Napoli thoughts for uh, for for the next episode. Fair, fair. Appreciate I st- that. Uh, <laughs> what's that? I still, th- I still think the Bremen game convinced me that we're going to win the Champions League. So, I mean, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see that. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good motivation. So, I guess that'll wrap it up for us today on the podcast. Um, thank you for listening in. Um, we, uh, you can find me at um, N-A-J-A-K-W-A on Twitter and um, on Hessen.social. Uh, where can we find you, Matt? You can find me on my new Twitter tag because I realize nobody calls me Wagner anymore. Actually, people have grown up and actually call me by their first name now, by my first name now. So that's kind of weird. But you can find me at S-G-E <laughs> Matt and Y. All right. And Jason? Uh, Twitter at Jason L. Knoll. So my last name, it looks like Knoll, but the K is pronounced. All right. So (laughs) we are a fan run podcast. And as a result, we, 
you know, we it's all about the love of of Eintracht and the the folks that watch this great get this great team week in week out. Um, we had a um, contest this past week for uh, predicting the correct score of the the match, the cone match, and. There was absolutely nobody who picked the correct score. Go figure. You know, we lost. <laughs> why would why would you pick a loss? I was um, going to say, if people pick <laughs> losses on our website, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and I'm not excusing my French. Uh, but last week's winner, uh, Tim, um, the package has been shipped out today by Chris. And so that will be coming shortly. Um, so... Ways to get in touch with the show, Twitter at HefPod, Instagram, Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, where Matt does an excellent job of curating that. And Brian's got it it tied down at Facebook.com slash HefPod. Um, that's about, that about wraps it up. So um, and we'll see you next week. And uh, nor the FC, nor the SKA, shoes. <laughs> Salute to Sonny and uh, yeah, what we miss you. <laughs>